Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Great Scott Show on a Friday, a football Friday. Fired up to have you with me this morning. NFL football is officially back, or as Boomer would say, back, 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 back. It's back, baby. It's back. College football week two has arrived. High school football week two has arrived. We're here. We are in it, baby. It is September. The weather is amazing. And we got football. Come on, smile. It's a beautiful day to be alive. It's a beautiful day to be alive. Unless you're a Cowboys fan. I mean, you make history somehow for the wrong reasons. Now, look, glass half full Cowboys fans, are they're, they're, I get it. Deep down in those parts of your soul, the things you're afraid of that you don't want to speak out loud about, that you don't want to talk about, you were worried that Dak Prescott was not going to be able to play this year, that the shoulder was off, Dakota looked just fine last night. In fact, he looked better than that. He looked great. But let me ask you something. How do you lose a game when you are plus three in the turnover department, when you win the time of possession battle by eight minutes and 54 seconds, when you accumulate over 450 yards and your opponent incurs 100 penalty yards. So let's add that to the 450. Let's say 550 total when you factor in the yards that were given to them. We're we're more than halfway to 1,000 here. How do you do all of that in a single football game and lose? The truth is, you don't. You don't until last night. 450 yards for the Cowboys plus 106 penalty yards for Tampa Bay. We are talking about 557 yards. Plus three in the turnover department. Eight minutes and 54 seconds, you had the ball longer than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you lost. And yes, the Cowboys are the first team in NFL history to lose the turnover margin by at least three, incur 100 penalty yards, allow 450-plus yards, and, 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 and I'm reading it backwards. The Cowboys are the first team in history to have all those things happen and lose. The Bucs are the first team in NFL history to lose the turnover margin by at least three, incur 100-plus penalty yards, allow 450-plus yards, and still win the game. Oh, it was offensive P.I. It was it was about as much offensive P.I. as Kyle you know, Randolph had in the Saints-Vikings playoff game. You could call it. You could extend the hand. Let's not act like this was the most obvious thing in the world. They were tangled. 
They could have called it. Would have changed it. They didn't. Cowboys lost. The Bucks unfortunately win. Brady is still good, but man, when you get stats like that, it's like, I mean, you know, there's there's gotta be some luck in there, huh? Dak is back. Antonio Brown looks very comfortable in the Bucks offense. And Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys lost a game that historically, when you consider these statistics, no NFL team in the history of the league had ever done before. Way to go, guys. But I'll say this. It made for one hell of an entertaining game. Why why run the ball? As Jim Moore once said, we didn't try to run the ball. In my opinion, that sucked. I mean, Dallas, their average, you know, they they, they tried to rush it 18 times. Average 3.3 yards a carry. Meanwhile, the Bucks, you know, they ran it 14 times and averaged 3.7 yards a rush. Neither team was trying to run the ball. And when they did, it wasn't very effective. But they, they weren't even, it was just, let's go out, let's open up the NFL season, let's sling it all over the place, let's have this thing go down to the wire. Al, you know, I, I mean, we, we've got a dandy of an opener here. Thank you, Mr. Collinsworth. ESPN 1420. Jay emails. He says, no intentional grounding. Dude was in the pocket. If you're referencing Brady, I guess, on those last few throws where he was just trying to milk the clock, it wasn't really under any pressure. Just kind of threw it over someone's head. I think nature of the rule, are you trying to avoid a sack? Um, but no, I mean, is Brady getting calls ashore? In general, I don't know. I mean, specifically in that regard, I'm not sure, but you know, it is what it is. It's an entertaining game. Can't wait for Sunday where we got a whole slew of NFL games, man. Are you kidding me? Pittsburgh Buffalo is going to be awesome. I, I I mean Saints Packers from Jacksonville in the afternoon slot. Let's go. Cleveland, Kansas City. Let's go. You got Baltimore and Las Vegas on Monday night. The Ravens are just gonna have players the Saints cut in their backfield since they keep losing running backs one after the other. Latavius Murray's gonna sign there. Devontae Freeman's over there. And apparently a guy we discussed yesterday, Le'Veon Bell. But losing one running back after another, it's gonna hurt Baltimore. In regards to the Saints, we finally got news yesterday of what the compensation was for Bradley Roby. And when you factor in that the Texans are taking on $7 million of Roby's salary this season and the Saints are only paying $1.8 mil, giving up a third-round pick when you're going to get a compensatory one for Terry Fontenot and possibly more depending on how Sheldon Rankins and Trey Hendrickson play for their teams this season, that was a smash deal for the Saints. Also a conditional sixth in 2023. Okay. Considering how thin they were at cornerback, 
chalk that one up to a big win for the Saints. Big win. Get back to last night's game for a second. Two other things we got to point out. One, Drew Brees' hair. Come on. Saints fans had already seen it back when he was working out in the summer. His trainer posted something, and people were like, maybe he's coming back when we all knew he was always going to retire. But the, the world got to see his new hair last night. I, don't, I mean, look, I'm not judging him. I mean, hell, I'm, I, I, I'm not judging anybody. I mean, I might even get hair today. Probably not. Don't know that I want to go through the procedure and don't know that I have the money. But, I mean, from a, from a look standpoint, is it? It's not like Jason Witten bad, but is it, uh, I don't know. You want to flare it up a little bit? It was trending all over social media last night, Drew Brees' hair. To the point where it almost was like a, a distraction from his actual analysis, which was which was fine. I thought I thought I thought he was fine in that regard. It wasn't otherworldly, but I've seen some other former players make debuts on network TV and it's like Eesh. But yeah. I mean there were a couple of close ups you saw on social media where it, it was like, What what did he put on top of his head? Like Shooter McGavin's hair just a little darker and just plop. It's like a little rug they put on him, but it wasn't a rug. Those are hair plugs, man. As Field Yates tweeted, Drew Brees' hair for NFL Comeback Player of the Year. You can read more about that in some of the social media react over at ESPN1420.com. Not judging him for doing it. Hell, I would expect it. Just might have, you know, gone a different route with how it would have done it. That's all. College football for years has had numbers for receivers and skill players in the teens, linebackers in the single digits in the teens. I mean, it's it's been happen, but it's college football where if you want to include walk-ons, you might have you know a hundred players on a team. It's college football where you've got players. In the NFL, I don't want this this new number thing. Everybody was all loving it. I was going to be great. I said when they made the rule, I don't like it. Seeing it last night, all these ones and sevens and elevens and all this other stuff. It's like a bunch of punters are out on the field. Ah, uh, you'll get used to it. I don't want to get used to it. I don't like it. I don't like it. NFL, man. That's with my mind. Traffic update, guys. There is a vehicle accident on uh, 1737 North University Avenue. Be careful, please. And uh, traffic control, 2901 East Milton Avenue in Lafayette. Sheriff is there. <sighs> I also believe, and let me verify this, please, before I uh, before I say it. Believe I ten East. A couple of hours ago was closed after a crash. Now this was a little before five a.m. and now it has been reopened. So I'm glad I looked up the story. Yeah, crash happened uh, one fourteen mile marker near Henderson this morning, but um, number of crashes piled. The number of cars crashed 
up on the road. But uh, as of 550, state police say it has been reopened and uh, the traffic is clearing quickly. So that's good. Weather update. My God, how good is the weather? I mean, I was outside yesterday afternoon chasing my kids around. I'm like, is this real? Is this early September? It feels like we're in the middle of October. Today, partly cloudy, less humid, high of 88. Tonight, partly cloudy, cooler, low of 63. That is from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. Are you kidding me? I mean, is that not perfect weather? You got high school football tonight. Speaking of high school football, St. Martinville at New Iberia. You can hear it right here on ESPN 1420. Acadiana facing Catholic High of Baton Rouge on Classic Rock 105.1. Ascension Episcopal facing Catholic of Point Capi on Talk Radio 960. Turlings taking on Como. That's over on News Talk 5 KPL, and that is tonight across Town Square Media. LSU fans, the McNeese Cowboys travel to Baton Rouge to take on LSU. 7 p.m. kickoff, Cajun fans. I mean, the weather, the tailgating, it's on all day. 6 o'clock kickoff, free general admission parking. UL hosting Nichols State, coverage on Hot 107 and ESPN 1420. Free game on 1420 begins at 4 o'clock. And then Sunday, Saints, Packers from Jacksonville, pregame at 1, kickoff at 325. You can hear it here on ESPN 1420. Speaking of the Saints, Saints and Pelicans correspondent Gus Cattengale, he's on with me next. We're talking Saints football. We're getting his predictions. We're looking in and out at the roster. It's coming your way right after this. I'm Scott Prather. Don't go anywhere. For those of you listening on ESPN 1420 live on your desktop or mobile device via our mobile app and in connected cars and on smart speakers, it is brought to you by Champagne's Mark on the Will Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. How are the Saints going to do in 2021? How are the Saints going to do on Sunday? We're digging in with Gus next. Open phone lines after that. Dr. Maggard at 815, Louisiana Ragin' Cajun Intercollegiate Director of Athletics. And external affairs. The AD will be in studio talking Cajun football, Cajun field, home opener, and more. It's all coming your way. Don't go anywhere. Primary office in Baton Rouge. The Great Scott Show on Sports Radio ESPN 1420. That's a record.
Welcome back into the Great Scott Show on a Friday, a football Friday. We'll take a break from talking about last night's season opener between the Bucks and Cowboys. And looking ahead to this weekend, take a break from talking college football to focus this segment on Saints football. Pro Nola segment, Saints and Pelicans correspondent Gus Cattengale is with me and Gus. Another year, we uh, <laughs> we made it. Uh, I know it looked a little hairy there for a minute. I know you're broadcasting your show and doing your job from afar, but um, the Saints, albeit in Jacksonville against the team from Wisconsin, open up the 2021 season on Sunday, man. We're here. Finally, football is here. Good morning. What's up? Yeah, man. Uh, hard to believe that <laughs> we are. We are here at a new season, and so many different storylines and it's crazy. You know, this past week on the show, we were talking all the different, you know, college coaches we talk on the show, including coach Napier and, um, you know, coach Fritz. And you look at uh, so many, I mean, everybody's this place, you know, nobody's actually at the facility other than coach Napier. And it's, uh, it's just incredible. All these different um, teams, you know, trying to get their season started or going into week two in college or in the NFL doing all those things. But at the same time, um, you know, things doing what what you try to do as normal as you can, even though you really can't. ESPN 1420. Well, on that note, Gus, let's let's talk about the Saints. We uh, I was on your show earlier this week. Latavius Murray gets released on the day that he was set to get to get locked into that that uh, that salary for this year. So Tough timing for him. He says, nope, pay cut. So they cut bait and, you know, they needed to make some room for uh, Roby, the cornerback who won't play this week. He'll play the week after. And they've been able to work the contract around Texans taking on some of it. But what do you make of the move to both release Murray and bring Roby on this week? Moves that um, I don't know that it was a surprise, but it definitely had people talking a lot, right? Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I, I, I would say it was more of a surprise that he made the 53 with you than that it was eventually released. And look, it might have been a combination of things. Um, in terms of you look at the fact that he said, um, or, or the reports were, you know, that he was offered a chance to stay, but he had to take a reduction in pay. And James Murray said no, so they had to part ways. I mean, obviously, I mean, I think if you do – deductive reasoning that reduction in pay was probably so they could bring Roby in and that's why it's been a bit to try to you know get that contract done and all those different aspects of it so from that aspect I think you know if he would have taken the reduction in pay then he'd probably still be a member of the New Orleans Saints but look one thing that you heard coach Payton touch on um and and be accurate is that you know, this was also what Tony Jones Jr. did in the preseason. And Tony played his butt off. He outplayed, you know, uh, Latavius Murray. And, and Murray just didn't look good. You know, maybe Murray didn't respond well to that. Maybe he didn't take the challenge um, as tough as maybe he should have. He didn't think, hey, that um, you're going to have, you know, real competition. Or he didn't think that maybe his spot was really – that up for grabs? I don't know, but he didn't look good. And, you know, you see him make comments out saying, look, he still thinks he can help. He's trying to maybe get up to Ravens and other teams and stuff. I just, 
you know, it, it was just nuts because we I saw this a little bit. Ago. I think uh, I even talked to you when you came on our show back on Wednesday, Scott, about, um, you know, we saw Antonio Thomas. We had a fantastic interview with him this week. And I just remember that was the first year that I was the same sideline reporter. And I remember, you know, that game, preseason game four against the Dolphins where, you know, Sean was getting agitated about constantly being asked about Antonio Pittman, his chances, can he make the team, can he do all those different aspects of it. And then yet um, all the guy does is went out there and just made plays. And in the first quarter he scores, what, I think a touchdown, a two touchdowns, the crowd starts chanting for him. And, and I remember being on the sideline going, has he just made the team? I mean, he had like a long touchdown run and the place went nuts. I'm like, he made the team. I mean, it's, and that's the one thing, though, that you got to give credit to, to Sean Payton. You know, Scott, Jeff Duncan had that article this week. 14 undrafted college free agents are on this roster. Now, you can look at it as one of two ways, right? I mean, that's, that's really good, or they're going to be picking in the top five this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's trusting their scouts. That's, you know, looking at it. And the thing is, you hear that number and you go, man, that, that's really a lot. Can, can they really make a difference? Well, that's Callaway, Deontay Harris, you're talking Tony Jones Jr., you know, Malcolm Roach. I mean, who's starting on the defensive line? Yeah, so these are all guys that are going to have to see action that are as important. And I just mentioned the first two in Callaway and Deontay Harris right now with Michael Thomas out. Those are your two best receivers. Now, I know Traquan Smith, you know, is there, you know, you're hoping that he takes a step, but he missed a lot of preseason playing preseason games because of injury. That means, though, that you should have a pretty healthy team, but let's be very dependent on young players. Gus Gangio, our, our guest. Yeah, um, and you mentioned the UDFAs, and once, you know, Roby's officially on the roster, you'll have seven Buckeyes on there. I think I told you Wednesday, the Saints, they just need to set up like some NIL deals in Columbus, Ohio. I mean, at this point, you know, you just might as well have the, the, the Buckeyes repping the Saints on game day because you have so many Buckeyes on the Saints roster, ESPN1420 and .com. Um, this, this, the, the outlook for this season, I'm still at 7 and 10. Um, I, I've, I've been, I've had some pretty compelling arguments from people, whether, you know, it'd be Nick Underhill or, or others that have made me question whether or not I'm 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 in the right direction here. Whether or not I'm being a little too harsh that they're going to be better. Uh, I don't think it's a playoff team. I think there's going to be some. Uh, I I'll say this about the Saints, Gus. The 2021 Saints, in terms of ceiling and floor, I think it's probably the widest gap for any team in the NFL. Uh, I think Minnesota's got a pretty pretty wide couple of teams I could put in there, but I think the Saints if I, I do. I, I I was about to say, if not one of the widest, you know, sir, I think I think they're they got the widest gap between the floor and the ceiling, um, and I think they're going to be somewhere in between that. Honestly, so I'm I'm rolling with seven and ten. We'll get into Sunday's game in a minute, but before we get started, I wanted your pick and prediction. What is your win loss record? I know we've kind of been on that a little bit, but now that you've seen a little bit, now that you know the roster, now that we're two days away from kickoff. What is your prediction for the Saints this season? I would say probably along the lines of what you're talking about, I, I could see eight wins. Um, look, if the guys and everybody kind of performs to their capability, you know, maybe, maybe you get a few more. Um, but I just think it, it's safe to sort of say that. Look, I think you've got to weather the storm. If you can weather the storm, 
um, before the bye, go two and three, try to get some first game or two out of the bye. You should have, what, Yamada back, Michael Thomas will come back. Then give, I guess, a game or two for those guys to get acclimated and get back in. And uh, um, Maybe you can rattle off. That schedule isn't easy. It's actually tougher to buy. So, I just to me, it just seems like eight, nine max. And, look, if you get ten wins, I mean, you know, statues, man, for the front office, statues for the staff. But um, I just think, and I'm saying that I think that this team is going to be better when they get to the Buffalo game. Um, you'll get a little understanding. So but you'll get a, a better idea, I think, the closer you get to, I think, to give it, to be able to give these guys an opportunity to play with one another and get a full comment. So I don't think it's an untalented roster. I just think it's a very unproven roster. So uh, I guess uh, if I have to say today, uh, I'm going to go with eight points. All right, uh, so eight and nine. I think uh, the variant you broke up there. Uh, I'll say seven and ten. And you know, like I said, uh, a wide gap between the floor and the ceiling. So that could prove to be a good thing. If uh, Gus and I are undershooting on this, I think the the current betting line heading into the season is nine. Uh, this team has gotten gone over the total of the last four years by multiple games. So in terms of a safe bet, uh, they've been good in the over. But this is a different kind of season. This, is a, this isn't a season of continuity. This is a season of transition for the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, one of the things that they're having to deal with that they didn't anticipate with all this transition was being away from home, practicing in Dallas, and flying to Jacksonville to host the Green Bay Packers in week one. Um, I... I think it's going to be close. I do. I uh, I think the Saints are going to make this thing interesting. You know, they're a a four point dog. Um, I I, yeah, I think that's a I think that's probably the right line. It's it's hard from a betting standpoint, but if you're just talking about straight up, I think the Saints are going to lose a one possession game. I think it's going to be a heartbreaking season opening loss Sunday. What's your prediction, Saints Packers? Because you got what Paulson Adebo likely going to have to start a corner, and and you're facing Aaron Rodgers. So where where are you rolling with Sunday? Uh, um, dude, I that I've talked to, dude, it kind of feels the same way. Um, I think the Saints come out with energy. I, I think the Saints can make some plays. Um, I go back to that unprovenness, and and just at the end of the day, too, um, this is a team in Green Bay that. You know, what was in the NFC Championship game, and they're not going to be phased by playing in in Jacksonville. You you saw um, one of the things that Aaron Rodgers said, I think, back on Wednesday. He was kind of laughing that um, you know that some people are, are saying, well, the reason the Saints picked this because of their bad record in Jacksonville and stuff. And look, I I think one aspect of all of this too is what he's also trying to prove. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of I guess storylines in Green Bay going into this game. So, dude, I think the Saints come out. I think they make it competitive. I definitely think you see them play with that energy. Just have a bad feeling, man. Something or, or rather in um, in that fourth quarter where, you know, you got to try to stop Aaron Rodgers from a two-minute drive. Can you do that? And, and, and something that really isn't being talked about, um, 
Saints kicker situation. It's going to be one of those things where it's going to be like a game day, you know, call up or roster, yeah, off, yeah. I guess. It's just, you know, or, what what if the Saints drive and Winston drives and two minutes on the other situation, the Saints have a chance to win, but, you know, miss the field goal. I, I, I just, I have it, I have it like maybe, you know, a four-point loss, three-point loss or something like that there at the end. I think the Saints play hard. I just, I, I, I I would be very pleasantly surprised if they wanted to pull it out. I had the Packers Sunday. All right, Gus Catgill, 1420. I'm Scott Prather. Gus, I, I got another uh, prediction question, which is what we do when we're uh, about to kick off the entire season. Uh, maybe maybe you already talked about it. Maybe the answer to the question mm-hmm. I'm about to ask you is is Tony Jones. I don't know. Who in your mind will be a, a breakout player this year for the Saints in a positive way? Any any position. I mean, it could be along in the trenches, linebacker, safety, skill position. Who's going to be someone that ends up being a big contributor for this team that let's just say people uh, in California aren't drafting them in their fantasy league right now or talking about them with their friends? Question. Um I guess you have to say a leading candidate in favor would probably be Callaway, right? I mean, this is somebody that we were just hoping could come in and contribute on this team um, to the point now where he's going to be the team's number one receiver. He's going to be a guy that everyone is um, going to be trying to cover. Um, Maybe now he's going to be going up against, you know, Jair Alexander this week. I mean, he's going to be going up against top corners. Well, if he can, you know, be that guy. If that's the case, then, I mean, I can't think of a better player to be a breakout performer because that's all the difference in the world of going from, hey, it'd be nice to, to find another complimentary receiver to becoming a team's number one and then eventually being paid like a number two if Michael Thomas comes back or if he plays so well. That might help you in the offseason make different decisions with Michael. So I think, you know, I have to look at him first. I would absolutely say, like you're saying, Tony Jones on that offensive line. Look, one of those things that we haven't seen yet because um, of limited play, uh, preseason action and, and quote-unquote competition, but I'm very interested in Adam Troutman. Yep. I'm interested in Troutman mm-hmm. because the, the leading pass catcher last year, and it's, you know, it's almost like, watching a Harry Potter movie, man, you know, where you can't say, you know, he's, whose name can't be spoken. You, you can't talk about the tight end last year for the Saints. I'm not even going to say his name because it's going to upset people. We're dealing with a lot already. But, Josh, Josh but Hill, you mean? Josh Hill? Oh, Jared Cook, yeah. <laughs> yes, Jared Cook. Hey, man. But, you know, dude, he led the team they in They are thin so, at tight end, and I'm with you well, on Troutman. Well, I, I think I think Juwan Johnson, with with, with respect, was getting way too much preseason love. I mean, he's the, the Saints released their first depth chart. He's third on it at tight end. The guy moved positions. He's he admittedly is still learning how to block. So, yes, maybe when he's in the lineup, you know, he can catch some passes. But I, I don't I don't really think he's much of a factor. But what what that did, um, coincidentally, was that coupled with Troutman's injury, which looked like it was going to be worse than it was, it sort of took Troutman from ooh. This is our guy. Look at him. He's going to be the big breakout guy to suddenly people weren't even thinking he was going to play. So we kind of went from having this big spotlight to now being very under the radar. I mean, he's he's not on the injury report, guys. He's playing Sunday. He's starting on Sunday. Knock on wood. Watch something happen in practice today. But like that, I, I, I think Troutman right now 
is somebody that I would have expected to be under a microscope before the season started if you told me a month ago to pick a guy. And yet mm-hmm. right now he is he's kind of not being talked about much. And Dwan Johnson's getting, in my opinion, a little too much, uh, just, just too much coverage. I think Troutman's the guy. Uh, can he succeed in this offense where uh, how, how are the tight ends going to work with Winston? We know how, how good tight ends work with Drew Brees. You know, I, I think Troutman's an interesting one, and I, I think he's in a good spot right now in that now he's back to kind of being under the radar a little bit, and I think he could he could be a breakout guy. I mean, I don't know he's got to prove it. Callaway seems like, like you know, to your point, we've we've seen, um, granted, a small body of work, but we've at least seen it. I mean, we've seen more out of Callaway mm-hmm. than we have out of Troutman, and if he is, if, if Callaway, I mean, Callaway's just got, I think, immense potential. Troutman, on the other hand, right. I don't know. He's He's... You know what? In terms of everyone on the on the roster, especially on the offense, I think he's the biggest wild card on the offensive side of the football, guys. Yeah, I agree. And you know, we're focusing on that offensive end because obviously it, it, it's important and it's key. But look, J- Jameis used tight ends pretty good in Tampa. They tried to draft him a couple of tight ends in Tampa because they wanted to use that. Um, you saw in his limited action. In preseason, he used the tight end and likes that tight end spot as well. So to your point, what we're saying is if this guy is just competent, and I don't mean that in a negative way, just like, hey, can you catch the ball? Can you run a certain number of routes? Can you just keep the defense honest? Can you keep those linebackers that are maybe spying on Alvin Kamara to um, you know, to, to, to respect your route running? Can you open up that middle with Callaway and others, you can kind of help each other. If Callaway starts getting passes, that's going to help Troutman. If Troutman can catch passes, then they double up Callaway. So I think he's a very key component. But on the defensive side, something else that stood out to me in that first injury report that came out, um, no Peyton Turner. You didn't see him in the preseason. He started out camp really good mm-hmm. in the practices I got to see. Uh, Scott, I mean, it's I, I thought he was above Davenport. I mean, just that quickly. Just I just you, you just see the explosiveness, his size, and, and you know when we talked on our show on Wednesday, I asked you you know what was the top storyline going into it or one of the storylines, and for me, it was that right end pass rush. Who is going to provide pass rush on Aaron Rodgers uh, and the season? But really, in Sunday, I mean, this is it. Marcus Davenport. I mean, we had Mike Triplett on. He's like, I'm high on him. Okay, great. But can he do it? Can he go out there and be the guy that, um, whether it's in pass rushing or creating space for others, which is something that he seems to do very well, he gets right to the quarterback. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not saying when you start a new drinking game, Scott, for Sunday, but, you know, I may. I may at least text you uh, the times that Uh-oh. that Marcus Davenport will get to the quarterback. It looks like it's about to be a sack, and he will spin. I don't want to drink. I don't want to take a shot because I want him to continue towards the quarterback. But for some reason, in that preseason game that I was there in the dome, man, I was I, I literally was I, I was like clawing my my skull with my hands. I'm like, stop spinning. I don't know why he spins right when he gets to the quarterback on the play. And actually, Jalen Dalton got the stack on. He got right to the quarterback, stopped, spun, put himself out the play, and then Dalton came in and made the sack. If he just continues the bull rush or just does a bench press on an off-balance lineman, he's going to shove him right into the quarterback, and it's a sack. Um, I don't know why he does that. I, 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 he, he gets low leverage to start, 
He comes in, and then he will stand up, and he gets stood up, and his momentum and his strength goes away. If he can find – if it can just click that last step, he gets there, Scotty. It's one of those – you always see him around there. It's finishing, and he's got the ability just to it, – it won't finish. But if he can at the very least get to the quarterback, make it to where other people are paying attention, and it frees somebody else up, that's going to be key. But I, I thought not seeing Peyton Turner on the injury report was a good thing. Again, though, no preseason games. Um, missed a ton of practice. How much is that? But I guess at the end of the day, Scott, let's be honest, right? Hut, go get the quarterback. If a running back's coming your way, make a tackle. I mean, how complicated can you it be? I, I want him to, yeah, I'm with you. ESPN 1420. And then seeing that first depth chart and seeing him third on it. Now, on the right side of DN, you got Davenport, you got Carl Granderson, you got Peyton Turner. On the other side, you got Cam Jordan, and then you have Tanoa Pasagnan. And with respect to him, I mean, you don't look at him with the same kind of upside as you do, say, Peyton Turner. You know, can Peyton or Granderson, for that matter, can they take some snaps on the left side? You know, if it's a third and long and you know that you got to get to the quarterback, guess what? You don't have, especially with Onyemata being suspended, you don't have the defensive tackle pass rushing that you had with Sheldon Rankins. Um, you don't. I mean, and, and I'm, 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 I like Christian Ringo again, you know, a young man that I know that I've covered, excited for him that he gets to start. He's that left starting D tackle for the Saints. And, and, and he, he's shown the ability to do it, not the way Sheldon Rankins did when Rankins was healthy. My point is you're going to need really, really good pressure from the end because you're not going to get it as much in the middle as you used to. Sometimes on an obvious passing down, they like to slide Cam Jordan inside, right? Is that because he's good at it or is that because they're just trying to get the best pass rushers on the field? That is an area, the pass rush, where they have invested a lot of money, a lot of resources, a lot of big draft picks. It has got to produce this year because this – you know, it's not – to me, it's not just Davenport. Obviously, he's the big one, right? He's he's like the actor Stephen Dorff. Good. I shot Andy Warhol. He was good in Blade. He was good in the True Detective <laughs> right. Season 3. But you know what? You look at that catalog, and it's like, good Lord. I mean, Fear.com, Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star, Break, you know, Alone in the Dark. There, There's a lot more bad than good there, and yet you know there's talent. So for him, can he finally put together, you know, like Dorf did in season three of True Detective, can Marcus Davenport kind of have that kind of season on defense? And if he does, I think he'll eventually just find his way out there. Granderson's got talent. Pass rush, it, it, it should be a strength this year for the Saints, but it has to be because if it's not, this team with that, you know, just with 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 I, okay, we'll see what Roby can do at corner. I get it. Cornerback's not nearly right. as bad today as it was a week ago, but that pass rush—if it's not good this year, the Saints are toast. Doesn't matter how good or bad your corners are; they're you know the good quarterbacks in the league are going to carve you up. Yeah, no doubt. And look, I, I'm I'm real interested too, just to sort of see, um, not not just the pass rush, but look, man. The fact that on the depth chart, Quan Alexander is listed as a starter. I had a Zach Bond, yeah. I mean, um, I, I've been telling people, I'm like, look, I mean, there's a reason Saints fans, and you know this, I'm sure they called your show just like they were calling mine. They, they were calling for the Saints to resign Quan Alexander in February and in March. So he definitely made an impact. And look, there's depth there. I think you're going to see a lot of rotation. 
Um, I think they believe in Bond. I, I think, uh, uh, you know, and in, in, you, you're going to see him play. Uh, I think Mike Triplett was the first to kind of tell me, you know, expect to maybe see Quan in passing situations because he's a better cover, you know, linebacker uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and, and things of that nature. So yeah, I, I think it will – it will it will work there, you know, from that aspect of it. All right, great stuff from Gus. We're going to let you go, man. Um, final question. We don't need to get every single prediction. My, my Super Bowl picks this year were Chiefs-Packers. The weird thing about Green Bay and, and kind of going with them is, like, I, I, I see a scenario, a very real mm-hmm. scenario, where if they hit a, a tough stretch of adversity, I don't mean losing a game here or there, but – a tough stretch where they lose two or three or there's questions about play calling where it could fall apart in a hurry because Rodgers has kind of developed this us-against-them mentality, and I don't mean them as in the opponent. I mean them as in the front office. So uh, it could it could get it could get dicey there quick. But this is also a team that's consistently won, you know, 12, 13 games, right? They've been in the conference championship game the last couple of years. This is a team that I think – is still going to win a lot of games despite the issues between Rodgers and the front office. And I don't know. I think the Bucks are loaded, but they also look in, in today's NFL. You don't you don't repeat. You know the Patriots were the last team to do it into a four hundred five. But you know, let's not forget about Spygate and other things that were happening back then. I mean, if you really want to go back, you know, before that, you got to go back to Denver in the nineties. The point is, it's just so hard to win a Super Bowl and to repeat. Mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, that's uh, get, good luck, right? I just I had I have to go with a different team in the NFC. As far as the Chiefs go, you could say I to them too. Well, no, because they they didn't win two years in a row. You know, we saw the Patriots recently go to three Super Bowls in a row, but they didn't win all three. Right? They won two of three, but they couldn't get it done. Nick Foles, Philadelphia, all that stuff. And the third one, let's be honest, they should have pay, been playing the Saints in that one instead of the Rams. But the Saints got Vinovich. So I think uh, I go Packers Chiefs. What's your What's your – and I, I like the Chiefs to win it all this year. Yeah, boring. I get it. Okay, what is your Super Bowl prediction this year? Then we'll let you run. Oh, boy. Um, you know, honestly, I, I think you're going to have to prove – Tampa's got to be a, a, a favorite to, to at least get to that AMC championship game. I'm with you. I think Green Bay is pretty good um, in that aspect of it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know – it, it depends how they handle their quarterback. If San Francisco's healthy, man, they were a talented team. I mean, they, they were in the Super Bowl, you know? So up 10, ago. up 10, um, what, early in the fourth quarter? Yeah. I mean, I, and, you know, now Jimmy G is starting. I think the whole way Shanahan's handled that has been very strange. But if, you know, they had COVID and they had injuries decimated their team last year. If they're remotely healthy, I'm telling you, keep an eye on San Fran. Um, I, I know everyone's going to love the Cowboys in the East. I just don't see a Super Bowl champion coming out of the East. Um, you know, so, and again, Saints are in that window just yet. So I, I would probably say Green Bay, Tampa out of the NFC, watch maybe San Fran. And in the AFC, dude, I think Buffalo KC are my immediate favorites. But you know what? If Najee Harris can provide a run game for Ben Roethlisberger, let's not forget the Steelers won 11 and 0 to start the season. Steelers and are being overlooked by so play, many, man. You're right. I 100% agree with you. And look, all they got to do is get into the playoffs. And, and look, way they ended that game in that season. So 
I would say, look, favorites are Chiefs and Bills. Dude, the Browns are a good football team. They're finally getting some coaching, and they got the weapons. If you know Beckham gets his head on right, and they can run the football, they got a good tight end. They got a. I mean, Scott, look at their defense. The 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 draft picks that they've got on that defense. If they, if they can get going, and the fact they got to the playoffs last year and and and, and started to believe. Um, that could be a team that could maybe surprise you. So those would be my top four over there in the AFC, and I, I don't, to the point where I almost think the AFC has you know a, a ton of young you know arm and quarterback talent. I think the Chargers might make the playoffs this year. I got them in so, the playoffs. I have them not winning yeah. not winning the West. I have the Chiefs, but no, I have I have LA Chargers yeah. getting in the playoffs. I still want to yeah. call them. Remember seven spots. Time. So you know you got seven spots to be able to get into it. Um, I, I just think the NFC. I, I think it, it's competitive. I definitely do. Um, I, I just don't see elite. And, and, I, and I say that because even last year, I never really saw the Bucks blow out a ton of people, right? I mean, Tom Brady won games that was yeah, passing for $199 right or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, but they're a good team. You got to beat them. You got a guy going to make the good decisions. You got a good defense. Um, I'm with you, though. It, it's tough to repeat. So, you know, you're going to get everybody's best shot, but, you know, I still. It's just tough for me to say that they, they all they got to do is get in, which is what they did last year. They just got to get in. Once you get in the postseason, you got to beat Tom Brady and in the Bucks, you know, do or die. So I guess that's where I'm going with that. ESPN fourteen twenty, ESPN fourteen twenty dot com, and the ESPN fourteen twenty app. He is Gus Cattengill at GCAT underscore one seven, ESPN one hundred point three in New Orleans weekdays noon to three with the sports hangover, and uh, he is my friend. All the best to you and the family, buddy. Thank you, as always, for taking the time. I know life's crazy right now, but our listeners love hearing for you from you on Fridays, and uh, the season's here, man. I mean, next week we're talking about a, a real Saints yeah. regular season football, and hell, before you know it, what are we, less than a month away from the Pelicans starting camp? Uh-oh. I mean, yeah, it, it's um, right there. What is it? October fourth, I think, is when they start their season. So um, is their preseason game. So the twenty seventh, I well, think, is media day, and yeah. it's the first week. So it's three one three Mondays, dude. Not next Monday, but two from then. Jeez, Louise. All right. Well, plenty yeah. for us to chew on. Looking forward to it. And uh, once you get back to Louisiana, we'll give you some cracklings to chew on. Don't worry. Sounds good, man. Take care. Uh, Scott when we come back, we'll take a look at the betting lines for all of the week one games around the NFL and a couple of notable college football games. Dr. Brian Maggard, Louisiana Raging Cajun Director of Athletics, or I guess as he calls him now, the, uh, the official title is Intercollegiate Director of Athletics. We're going to talk to him at 815, all of that and more. Don't go anywhere. It's the great Scott Show. He has 20 com. Now is the time to celebrate. Finally, the first NFL Sunday of the season is about to kick off, and DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, is putting you in the center of this weekend's action. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit by signing up using code 1420. Get in on the action now. It's simple. You just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the NFL action like never before with a free shot at a million-dollar payday. Download the DraftKings app now and use code 1420. This week, new customers can get a free shot at a $1 billion top prize and compete for millions in prizes across all contests. 
Enter code 1420 to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code 1420 only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Advertising can be a little confusing for business owners. We at Townsquare Media. I'm Lori Foreman, and let me take away your confusion and put together a successful advertising campaign to help your business rise above your competition. I have a huge selection of advertising options, not just radio. Even though radio still reaches 92% of the population, we also offer a ton of other marketing options. I can get you a brand new, affordable, but most importantly, professional website that will prove your legitimacy and that your company is worth doing business with. Got your attention? Good. Then give me a call at 257-1987 and allow me to run a free, personalized digital report to show where your business stands against your competition. Let me show you how many customers have actually walked into your business after delivering an ad directly to your potential customer. Sounds crazy, right? Well, it's not with Town Square. Call me, Lori Foreman, today at 257-1987. That's 257-1987. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Bad Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Hey, you. <laughs> yeah, you. Are you in a job that you no longer enjoy? With a boss that is unbearable and a position that has no room for advancement or pay increase? Then you need to talk to me. I'm Brian Sines, Regional Market President for Townsquare Media Lafayette. We own the radio station you're listening to right now. Plus, we have first-in-class digital marketing solutions, and we help businesses get found on the Internet. So in other words, we have a really cool job and we're growing our sales and marketing team. So if you want a great job with amazing benefits and perks, unlimited earning potential, fun days, and the chance to hang out with some of the coolest people in Lafayette, well, then we want to talk to you. Send your resume to brian.signs at townsquaremedia.com. That's B-R-I-A-N dot S-I-N-E-S at townsquaremedia.com. Sales experience is a plus, but not necessary. But the right attitude to learn is a must. So let's get you out of that dead-end job and put you in a career. Townsquare Media is an equal opportunity employer. Now is the time to celebrate. The first NFL Sunday of the season is about to kick off. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, is putting you in the center of this weekend's action. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit by signing up using code LA Sports. Get in on the action now. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the NFL action like never before with a free shot at a million-dollar payday. Download the DraftKings app now and use code LA Sports. This week, new customers can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and compete for millions in prizes across all contests. Enter code LA Sports to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code LA Sports. Only at DraftKings. 
DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Count on Doug Ashy Building Materials for the right material at the right price. Doug Ashy's reputation for value and dependability is due to customers' loyalty. They have grown as the surrounding community has by putting the customer's needs first. Whether looking for a pound of nails or all the materials needed for a large project, depend on the courteous, experienced staff for professional prompt service and advice. Doug Ashy Building Materials, serving the community since 1960, with locations in Lafayette, New Iberia, Brobridge, Rain, Ville Platte, Lake Charles, and Covington. Acadian is the only ambulance service in our area accredited by two of the EMS industry's leading commissions. For the best in EMS, trust Acadian Ambulance. Our, our membership, membership is now open. open. Save on ambulance transports, medical alerts, security systems, and on thousands of products you use every day. Memberships are as low as $69 a year. Learn about all of the benefits by calling 800-256-JOIN or visit myacadian.com. Hurry, the deadline is Friday, September 10th. ESPN 1420. ESPN. KPEL Lafayette. A Town Square Media Station. Hey, what's up? It's Shaquille O'Neal, the Cecilia Sensation, and you're listening to the best sports talk in the Bayou. ESPN 1420. ESPN1420.com and ESPN 1420 app. The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the 8 o'clock hour on a football Friday. Dr. Magger joins me at 8.15. Louisiana's Ragin' Cajuns. Home opener tomorrow. You could not ask for better weather to open up a football season. I mean, you talk about perfect tailgating weather. Then we start talking about tailgating food, and we start talking about football, and now we've covered two of my favorite things in the world. It's going to be like that tomorrow. Pre-game begins at 4 o'clock tomorrow right here on ESPN 1420. Steve Pelican, Wichy Falgu have the call. Catch the game on Hot 107.9 at ESPN 1420. Jay Walker, Chris Lano have it for you. Cody Juno on the sideline. NFL week one. We've got lines for you. So the Cowboys covered rather easily. Now at plus 330 to win straight up, uh, they broke some hearts last night. Let's take a look at the lines. Buffalo is a six and a half point favorite against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They will not cover. Carolina is a five-point favorite against the Jets. They will cover. Jacksonville is a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the Texans. Isn't that wild? That tells you what you need to know about the Texans. The Jaguars will win. They will cover. Tennessee, a three-point favorite 
at home against the Cardinals. They will win. They will cover. The Falcons, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Eagles. Unfortunately, they will win. They will cover. The Chargers, a one-point favorite in Washington, D.C. against the WFT. Uh, They will not win. They will not cover. Chargers historically aren't great traveling east. Not to mention Washington's got a pretty good defense, and they're at home. San Francisco is a a 7.5-point favorite at Detroit. That one, I'm just staying away from that one. I mean, the Lions are bad, but these week one games are... are, I'm staying away from it. Seattle, a a 2.5-point favorite at Indy. I like the Seahawks in that one. Go ahead and take it. Minnesota at Cincinnati, Vikings minus three. Why? Why? Why is I? I don't. I don't know. Why are the Bengals calling me? Why are they sort of reaching out from this monitor saying, "Bengals plus three, money line, it's not bad." Minnesota's minus one seventy two. Why don't you do it? Okay. Cleveland at Kansas City. Chiefs six and a half point favorite. A lot of buildup for the Browns. The Chiefs win and the Chiefs cover. Denver minus three at the Giants. I'll take the Giants plus three. Packers at Saints. Green Bay minus four. I'm staying away. I already told you how I feel about the game itself. Bears at Rams. Rams minus seven. Rams. Ravens minus four and a half at Vegas. I'm taking the Raiders plus four and a half. I'm taking it. For those of you wondering what the over-under is for the Saints game, that would be 50. The highest over-under of the week is Browns Chiefs at 52 and a half. The lowest over-under is Chicago and the Rams at 44. Yeah, I'll take the Niners minus seven and a half. Take Washington plus one. You you know, Cardinals-Titans one's kind of tricky. Titans minus three. Three-point underdogs. They almost made the playoffs a year ago. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to go ahead and take the cards. Titans have a strong offense, but that defense, nah. ESPN 14-20. Phone lines are open at 269-1077. Got time for a quick one or two. And then Dr. Maggard will be on talk some Raging Cajun sports. Got a home game tomorrow. Beautiful weather. We'll get into it. All right, let's head to the phone lines. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing this morning? It's just me, Mitch. How are you? Great. Sorry about that. I thought maybe you had a guess. With that said, guys, I'm going to say this. Guys. Where football... The NFL is concerned. Uh-oh. It's like you think about a horse race, and mm. they're off. That's what happened last night. The NFL season kicked off. Great game. Two competitive teams. A lot of excitement. Even fans in the bleachers. Wow. Man, that was the way to kick off the NFL season. Now, everybody is jockeying in the position with their teams. Cheer, getting ready to cheer them on. Everybody is <laughs> wagering because it's legal, et cetera, et cetera. Guys, 
Let's enjoy the moment that we're able to enjoy with sports, with football, because let's remember not so long ago, about a year and a half ago, man, we were in a pickle. We didn't know what we would have because of this pandemic situation. So so they're off. The teams are off. Last night's kickoff game, wow, great game. I'm a Cowboy fan. Way to go, Dallas. Job well done. We'll work on the things that we need to correct, and we'll move on. Great game, Tampa Bay and everybody. Great game, Super Bowl champs. Hey, y'all showcase what the football is. And I, I liked it how the players, you know, represented the game, you know. They played hard and they played rough, but, you know, they kept it clean. You know, and the referees didn't have too much trouble with the guys. And that's the game that we all love. So, with that said, the horses have left the building, y'all. Football is off. And to Coach, and to Mr. Maggard, I think his name is, that's going to be joining you from UL, I want to say to him, thank you for the things you have done so far at UL with athletics. We look forward to all the things to come, especially the things that I'm hearing about the, the, the financial monies that's, a, that's going to become available so that we can upgrade that stadium, amen, been needing it, and all the other things that the money could be used for to help out Raging Cajun Athletics and to help us, the fans, to support UL Raging Cajun Athletics the way we love to do it. The good Lord has blessed us with beautiful weather this weekend. No humidity, cold front, yada, yada, all came through. Guys, let's show up, y'all, tomorrow, and we're going to play Nichols. Now, we all understand that Thibodeau has been through that hurricane, and it's been bad out there. So one of their head coach, if he's still there, he was one of UL's former coaches, defensive back coach. He's coming tomorrow, and he knows what he's coming into. Let's make sure that he sees us all because he knows us all personally. And we want to support them, guys. There are some things that they probably need from getting busted up pretty bad by that storm. And let's help in any way possible. I don't know if they're going to even have some places you can do canned goods or something and whatever you can do if they do that at UL. To help people back there. All right, all right, Mitch. Process. We're gonna ask you. We ask you to wrap Thank it you up. Guys. All right, we appreciate. All right, you know what? You know what, Mitch is like. I mean, I love the passion. He, um, and this is a compliment. What I'm about to say, he is great at sort of exuberantly expressing, or he's he's great at exuberantly reporting what happened. He is. Like going through the game last night. Now you know, I, I don't. Good job, Cowboys. I mean, they did some things good. They also managed to be the first team ever in NFL history for margin by three, procure over four hundred and fifty yards while their opponent incurred over a hundred penalty yards and still lose the game. But like, he reminds me. Did you watch that show Rome on HBO? Remember Rome? It was a really good show. They had the newsreader on the show. So back in ancient Rome, you'd have the newsreader, and he would sort of stand on this platform in the city and exuberantly express, like, the news of what was happening 
around Rome. Fine reward is offered for the return of a slave woman, stolen or absconded from the house of Marius Dolabella. Under the protection of Pompey Magnus and Julius Caesar, Senate sits tomorrow. Be aware. No disorder will be tolerated. Now, see, it might, if you don't watch the show, it sounds, you don't understand what he's talking about. He's essentially like, instead of like a previously on Rome, you know, you've just got the newsreader who which was a real person back in the day, just exuberantly expressing things that happened. That's kind of what Mitch does. Just bringing it, getting you fired up about the game last night, about what lies ahead. Little horse racing metaphor. Eleven after the hour of eight o'clock. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. I'm Scott Prather. Dr. Brian Maggard coming on eight fifteen. Big donation from McLaugh yesterday to the athletic department. We'll get into what that means. A lot of conference realignment reporting. A lot of chatter. Ticket sales tailgating the works. And a top-notch coach and football team in action tomorrow night in Acadiana with perfect weather. Don't go anywhere. I'm Scott Prather. Dr. Magger joins me next right here on ESPN1420.com. Now is the time to celebrate. Finally, the first NFL Sunday of the season is about to kick off, and DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, is putting you in the center of this weekend's action. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit by signing up using code 1420. Get in on the action now. It's simple. You just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the NFL action like never before with a free shot at a million-dollar payday. Download the DraftKings app now and use code 1420. This week, new customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize and compete for millions in prizes across all contests. Enter code 1420 to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code 1420. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Dr. Maggard uh, going to be joining me here in just a few minutes. He is wrapping up with KPL FM, and then he'll be in studio. number of things to talk about, including Brett McMurphy's report last night from Action Network headquarters that the Sunbelt will be aggressive in pursuing new members and could grow its membership from 10 to 12 schools, specifically in football. 
They were the only G5 league a year ago to have two teams in the top 15 of the final AP poll. On top of that, Matt Brown of Extra Points, a newsletter covering a lot of the -the off-the-field things in the world of college sports, he reported that he has been hearing that, and, and this has kind of been out there for a while, but that UT Arlington and UALR are unlikely to remain in the conference as the league wants to set their identity at being 100% football first. Get into that. So, Coach Napier got to Louisiana. And was hired in his first season, was 2018. Bowl game year one, school record 11 wins in 2019, 10 wins a season ago, beat a ranked team in the top 25 to open the season, finished 15th in the country. Are they going to have the attendance that they deserve on Saturday. Last year, announced home attendance was, I don't know, 5,500, 5,600. I don't remember. I don't have the number right in front of me. But last year was last year. You had social distancing. You had COVID. You know, it, was, it, was, it was different everywhere. If you want to go back to 2019, the biggest crowd they had was over 21,000 against Texas State. It was the biggest one they had. In 2018, the biggest crowd they had was the opener against Grambling, but Grambling brought a ton of fans. Whenever the Cajuns played New Mexico State, there was a little over 18,000 there. I think Foote wrote about this this week. In the 12 non-pandemic home games in Napier area, 75% of them had a crowd under 20,000. It's been a while. 21 wins over the last two seasons, national ranking. Someone said, oh, well, losing to Texas hurt. Okay. Certainly beating Texas would have helped. But the reality is you're still doing unprecedented things at UL. You got free parking. You got tailgating. You got beautiful weather. Are fans going to show up? Season ticket sales have not been great. They haven't. You know, I was talking to Norman Locke yesterday. He feels like it's going to be a really good crowd. We will see. You're still battling some COVID issues. You're still battling a number of things. But we will see. Joining me now from one studio to another, busy man, intercollegiate director of athletics and external affairs, also known as athletic director, Dr. Brian Maggard is uh, now in studio. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wear Red Friday. And you're in your red. I'm I know. You. you are as well. Absolutely. I, I know. <laughs> I better be or he's going <laughs> to give it to me. Nope. Um, I was just talking before you walked in about I, 
to be frank, answering the question is is the is is this the year where the fans are truly going to show up? Going through some of the numbers and attendance, not so much last year, but the previous right. years. How do you feel about tomorrow? Yeah, you know, I feel great. Everything is lined up, right? We've got a. I don't care what you say. We still have a top twenty-five football program, right? We're we got bumped out of that, you know, the, the rankings, but we're still getting a lot of votes. Um, we're in the mix. We're going to be in the mix. Tomorrow's going to start a eleven game win streak for us. I feel good about that. Um, weather is going to be unbelievable. It's great it's, forecast. It's, I mean, I, tomorrow night is uh, no humidity. It when the lights come on, the sun goes down. It's going to be an unbelievable football atmosphere, and uh, most importantly, right, is eight hours before kick the tailgating begins. And so here's what I'm saying, you know. Come out for the tailgate party and then stay for some really good college football. When you got three seconds of the season and your first one is the home opener and it is the best weather for a home opener uh, ever. Absolutely. I'm talking in, in probably the history of football <laughs> in the state of Louisiana. I'm not even kidding. That's right. I mean, I've been to some games in September where you're talking about I might as well bring five T-shirts because I'm just sweating through all of them. This feels like a like mid-October forecast. It's, it's in, in I mean, the football gods are smiling because that is as good as it gets. Um, you mentioned the tailgating. You mentioned everything else, and and we've talked about it in the past. Uh, free parking now, general admission parking yeah. across across from the field. street. Now we we've talked about this in the past. Um, UL football has been. Um, a walk-up crowd a lot of times. Mm-hmm. They have some season tickets. I know the numbers aren't what you guys, had, you know, what you strive for. It's got to be better, as you always say. But to all those that bought season tickets, I know you appreciate them. Huge and you're still you. Huge still, thank still you. pushing it out there, right? right? Do it. Right. But it's been a, 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 a walk-up crowd on some of those days where it's like, man, the numbers are really good today. Um, is that going to be the case tomorrow? Well, you've got all the ingredients to make it so. Yeah. yeah. You know, I feel like we've positioned ourselves – to make this an, a, a very attractive product. And by product, I mean the entire game, right? From tailgating to, you know, the product we put on the field to the experience overall, right? You know, for as little as $12.50 through the McDonald's family four-pack, mm-hmm. you can get a ticket into our game. So whether you're an actual family, you and three buddies get together and you go buy it at twelve fifty each, right? On top of that, you get free McDonald's coupon food. Right. Free food from McDonald's. That's a good deal. Free food um, and, uh, and then good even football. yeah, and even with that. So then free parking, right? You don't have to pay to park across the street. And then if you don't have a tailgate spot or you don't want to mess with bringing you know tailgating merchandise in there, just come into Russo Park for free tailgating. And by free, I mean the space is there. It's a fun atmosphere. We got you know the venue set up nicely to you know for people to enjoy it. The concession stands will be open. You can buy your beer and. Sodas and water and food right there. It's 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 being made as convenient as possible, right? And we want to keep it affordable. We want it to be affordable, and then it's easy to get in and out of. You know, it's it's a it's a safe, fun place for families. Kids can play out in the hill. Kids can run around the concourse. Mom and dad can watch the game. It's safe. It's going to be fun. And what we just said, that forecast is going to be unbelievable. So uh, ESPN fourteen twenty. I I want to say this, Doctor Maga, because I think. That not all, but the majority of folks that are hearing this, whether it be live or whether it be on demand mm-hmm. later, are probably a lot of the choir you're That's preaching right. to. I, I I would I would 
venture to say that your message to them is repeat what I am saying to someone else that is not hearing my voice because that's really what this what this comes down to. Um, you know, this community in terms of increasing that number because the the loyal ones have been there, um, but the the formula is there. And and I look, I'm not telling anyone how they should live their life. I'm just going to say what I said earlier this week. The time is now. The time is um, now. The time is now. It, it, it's it's time for the community to give Coach Napier and that staff and, and the administration and everyone else the, the support that I I feel has been earned at this point. It's yeah. it's one thing if it's like, I'm going to wait and see. You've seen it. That's right. You've seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and you guys have listened because, uh, what you know, you mentioned the, the parking and then a few years ago was the concessions. And it seems like a lot of things that, that has been asked to perhaps change. I mean, you've done research and you've, you guys have made some changes. What, what's been the biggest challenge Try, trying to hear, I guess, from folks that are like, well, I think this would be good for the game, the atmosphere. Is it, do you have to get sort of a large sample size so you have enough, all right, this many people said it. It wasn't just one jabroni that called and complained that, you know, the the the, the parking line was crooked or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, w- w- when do you determine, okay, this is a big thing, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to pull the trigger and make this change? Yeah, I don't know if it's that scientific, you know, but, you know, we do listen to the chatter out there, right? And, and then we, we just do our self-evaluation. We sit there and say, okay, you know, we know we want this to be an affordable experience right. you know, for the average family because not only – you know, do we know that, that, that people, you know, struggle at times financially, but we also know there's a lot of competition for their, for their, um, uh, attention, their, their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, for their, um, disposable income. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we want to make sure that we're competitive in that space. So we just look at everything. Okay. What can we do to help the consumer out? Well, can we allow them to park for free across the street? Yeah, that can help. Can we make sure that we have really affordable tickets? $12.50 for a general admission ticket. Yeah, we can do that. Absolutely. Matter of fact, you can get a reserved seat in the south end zone for that McDonald's family four-pack. Really? Right? And uh, and then, uh, as always, and we, we've worked very hard to put a fantastic product on the field. Those are the types of things we look at. And uh, But we do. We want it to be affordable. We want it to be fun. We want it to be a family experience. You know, We want you to be able to, to bring your young kids and, and know that – they can kind of run around and be safe and have fun, and you can have fun watching the game. Um, you can have affordable concessions, right? We're not we're not price gouging anybody in that space either. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of how we approach it. Um, and then again, you know, we want to make sure that that tailgating experience is fun, and that's that's been a that's been you know a, a mainstay here, right? Tailgating is really good at UL. It's fun. It's it's uh, exciting, and uh, people like to come out and get together. ESPN fourteen twenty. That is Dr. Magger. The um U Athletic Department got a generous seven-figure gift yesterday from uh, McLaugh Incorporated. Uh, you and I talked a little bit about sort of the renovations coming up to Cajun Field. We spoke about it last week, I think. Um, it was detailed a little bit more yesterday in the release, but for folks that might have missed it, what goes into a gift like this and um, the market leaves and, and what do you anticipate doing with it? Well, so certainly that $1 million is going to go toward the Cajun Field renovation project, right? We know that, that we've actually, we've raised over $30 million to date, you know, for that. We've got eight to 10 more to raise in major gifts. We've got about another $10 million to, to generate through our suite sales. 
And then after that, we'll have other premium seat products to sell, which will generate revenue. And then we'd have, a, you know, some more uh, major gifts to get, you know, probably on the smaller scale. But um, we've already, you know, we've had some initial meetings on the design phase, you know, so we're, we're starting that. We're having the high-level discussions. That's kind of where it starts, and you start to drill down. And, uh, but no, this uh, very generous gift, you know, from McLaugh will uh, absolutely, it just continues to move us forward. And I think it just, it, it really shows nationally the uh, support that we do get from this community and uh, that, that UL continues to, to rise in the college football scene. Dr. Maggard, our guest, ESPN 1420. I'm Scott Prey of Louisiana, taking on Nichols State tomorrow. Um, if you're out at the game, which you should be with that weather, uh, you got a little radio with you, headset, mm-hmm. 4 o'clock pregame, uh, 6 o'clock kickoff, all of it right here on ESPN 1420. So um, conference realignment. Yes. A lot of news here in the last uh, day or two. I know um, – let me just – Go over a few things before I ask you anything, just for anyone that's tuning in late. Brett McMurphy reporting yesterday that the Sun Belt's going to be aggressive in pursuing some new members, looking to grow its membership from 10 to 12 in football. Uh, Matt Brown reporting that non-football members unlikely to remain in the conference um, in terms of UTA and Arkansas Little Rock. Commissioner Keith Gill just released a statement here in the last few minutes that I'll just read. I haven't read the full thing yet. Um says, the Sunbelt Conference could not have positioned itself better for this moment as the landscape shifts across conferences. We've never been stronger. The Sunbelt is the best non-autonomy FBS conference in the country. We were the only non-A5 conference with two teams ranked in both preseason polls. We finished last year with two teams ranked in the final college football playoff. And we've led the FBS in postseason winning percentage the last five years. I spoke to our conference CEOs and ADs yesterday about the current realignment in a few FBS conferences and how it puts us in a more advantageous position for our programs to thrive. Throughout this process, if we identify a school that adds value to the Sun Belt, we'll certainly consider them for membership. We feel very good about the quality of our schools. We take pride in who we are and will continue to build our program and our great conference. That's the statement from Commissioner Gill. So, uh, Dr. Magger, tell us everything that you discussed yesterday with him. <laughs> well, uh, Commissioner Gill summed it up pretty nicely in that. But, yes, I, you know, in a word, I would say what came out of that, uh, that Zoom meeting yesterday was solidarity. Right? Okay, that was yeah. what I was going to ask yeah, you. We, we are, you know, okay. uh, the Sun Belt. We, we, we know where we are, right? We know where we are as a, as a conference, stand, you know, from a football standpoint. We're really good. You know, when you look at when you look at the eight remaining brands, you know, in, in the American Athletic Conference, just take a look at them, mm-hmm. right? Now, Memphis is a good program. There's some good programs in there. Don't get me wrong, right? The American has some good has some good brands and, and some good members, but we believe, and I think the data would show, that the Sun Belt is as competitive, if not more, than what is going to be remaining in other conferences. And so we do. We you know we want to make sure that we position ourselves one that we are, that we are together, two. That um, you know, we want to identify other programs to see if there's an interest in joining us because we have room. And I don't. Maybe the number is two. Maybe it's more. But uh, you know, we're going to work through that as a league and uh, continue to have those discussions because again, we we feel that we are a very strong conference from top to bottom, and uh, I think the data would support that. So the AAC losing four that that put in their application to join the Big 12, then you look at it and say, okay, 
I'm sure maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, Dr. Mag, but I'm sure you, you bring up the word solidarity because on the call, it's they might try to call one of you guys, mm-hmm. do any of you want to leave, and it sounds like everyone's like, Based on what it looks like now, we're we're good. Am I? Is that a Cliff Notes version or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is. And, you know, our focus is going to be how do we continue to improve the Sun Belt because now it's an opportunity to do that. We have an opportunity to take it to, to the con- top. Take G5 it to conference. the top G five. We're positioned to do. We feel like we are best positioned to do that than any other G five. It's wild. Center. How many? How much things change in, you know, five years, That's ten right. years? Certainly, um, the Sun Belt used to be at the bottom of that. Now with these moves. It's vying for the top spot, and you guys are saying, well, if we can do it. Now, you're not really specific, and I'm sure you can't get into all the specifics, but do you look in the AAC? Do you say FBS, FCS? It doesn't matter. We just want something that, from a football standpoint, is going to be a notable brand Mm -hmm. that's strong. Is that really the bottom line? Is that the number one thing on the list? I know people bring up TV and everything else, but it's is it is is it just football number one? Well, football plays a big role in it. Let me say that. Now, I think there's always the 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 credibility of the academic institution, right? The, the credibility they bring academically, right? You're not you know, going to invite Bishop Sycamore, right? right? You know, something like that. But um, you know, there's no doubt. I think shift is going to be more sport laden than anything, and particularly football, because it is about brand, right? It's about a value that you're bringing into your neighborhood that will be attractive to your television partner. That's what's going to drive it. Was it only football schools, ADs, um, you know, those in position of power that were on the call? That's a good question. I think so. Okay. I think so. I now that you say that, I'm trying to think. Well, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, on, it was, I don't remember. Gosh, <laughs> that's how, uh, I guess I was still locked into the conversation that I wasn't, you know, taking a roll count there. But, uh, yeah, it, it, I would just go back and say this. It was a really good conversation. I mean, you had the CEO speaking up, the AD speaking up, and uh, we, we want to get aggressive in a smart, sensible, responsible way, right? Because, again, we feel like, if you just sit there and look at, okay, if you're recruiting against the American, right, we believe we have more to recruit to recruit to right now than in other leagues. Whenever certain members are leaving. That's, it's, yes. So it's kind of like, I mean, I hate to sound so callous, but it's kind of like you smell blood in the water. You have to, you know, you gotta, <laughs> if you're a shark, you got to bite down when it's there. Um because you, at the end of the day, everybody is looking out for what is in their best mm-hmm. interest. That's your job. That's right. You're looking out for the best interest of the Raging Cajun Athletic Department. And if, you know, the opportunity was different and there was a call and, okay, this is best for us. But, um, I, guess, I mean, I, I hate to sound so cynical. I mean, solidarity is a good thing, but um, it's also best when it makes sense for everyone. And it sounds like in this instance, it wasn't that difficult because it really makes sense. It for really everybody. does. When you just look at the data, right? You look at the past performances, right? Between, you know, the the, the soon-to-be American and, and, the, and the current Sun Belt, right, in particular. Um, the, the numbers don't lie. They just don't. And so, anyway, you know, we're going to continue to uh, do our due diligence. You know, we're going to be responsible in how we do it. But uh, yesterday's meeting was just really, really good on, on making sure that everybody's on the same page. ESPN 1420.com. Dr. Maggard is our guest. I'm Scott Prather. Um, 
We've covered McLaugh. We've covered conference realignment, um, tickets. You mentioned the the the, Mc, the McDonald's family four pack. How both can get that at the Cajun Dome? The only place you can get is the Cajun Dome because when you make that purchase, you're going to get some free food coupons from McDonald's. There you go. So not only do you get a twelve dollar and fifty cent ticket, not only can you park across the street for no cost at all, you will also get free food for later. How's that? You know, that's why we really need Scott, though. We, we need people to show up. It, it's just, it's time. I don't know what more to say. Top 25 product on the field, right? Nationally recognized football program, right? We have a 40,000-seat stadium. It's wide open. There's no restrictions. Come show up. Have a great time. Support this program. When you do that, when that is done, that elevates the profile of the university. When we play on national television, ESPN 3 Plus tomorrow, the flagship next Thursday night, 85 million households. That that raging that stack logo is going to be on TV for almost four hours. You can't put a value on that. When that happens, you elevate the profile of your entire university. When the university flourishes, Lafayette and Acadiana flourish. But also, those the profiles of our community is elevated when the raging Cajuns are on national TV. When that happens... Everybody thrives. There's a big economic impact long-term for that. We need people to invest in this economic engine called Raging Cajuns football so we can all thrive. The environment in college football is undeniable whenever it is working. I think in week one in college football, it was easy to see whether you were at a game, whether you were online, however you were consuming college football last week. Everywhere I look was, man, really miss the fans. Man, look at look at jump around in Wisconsin. Look at look at right. Divide Tech in North Carolina. Look at these look at look at look in Austin. Look at all the fans yes. there. You know, granted they showed up, you know, maybe a few minutes after kickoff, but when they were there, it was like okay. there it That's is. Right. Um, you know, I, I hear folks sometimes talk about the the environment of Cajun field or, or this or that, you know, yes, good team helps. Yes. The things that you guys have worked on and listen to the fans, all those things matter a lot, but number one on the list in my mind will always be fans. That is the ultimate tailgating. And, and, and in particular inside a stadium, when you talk about a, an elite college football environment and the places that have it, the number one thing, the number one ingredient is fans, and that's not a, a no. disrespect to the things that you guys have worked on Absolutely. or how good the team is at the moment, but that's just the way college football is. And last year, compared to this year, just week one, the fans in that, and I think in in college football, maybe more than any other sport uh, in America, it's just the, the the ingredient of the fans. And fans are, you know, we we can talk about college basketball and college baseball and of mm-hmm. course softball we see it here in, in Lafayette very much and, and and I've been to plenty of NFL games in the stands and in a press box and I just telling you college football is where the fans are the number one ingredient and that's why it's like you go and you have fun but what you're doing is creating this atmosphere that elevates not just the program or 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 you know the university but the community as you said and the city and the area and everything else like it's they're the that's the ingredient. If you're like, well, what's the last sort of missing ingredient? The the fan experience is the fan. I mean, I, I know I sound like, like the standard is a standard, but like that's essentially where we're at now. I feel yeah. like so many other things are in place, 
at this point, it's like if you get the fans there and it's a big crowd with the beautiful weather, that's the environment that that's you're right. like now. Now, now it's working. This yeah. is it. This is what everybody has been striving for. Because everybody will feed off of that. Just if I remember what two, three years ago when we hosted App State, I think we had twenty one, twenty two thousand people there. My gosh, that felt electrifying. On that 30, Wednesday night, yeah, thirty-five. Can you imagine? You hurt 35? my hand that yes. night, by the way. Oh, no. It was after one of the scores, and you were walking by. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but can you imagine thirty-five to forty? I want to see that. I want to see that. You know, because uh, to your point, everyone in that venue will feed mm-hmm. off of that, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, so the concession lines might get long, and yeah, you might have to bump shoulders as you go into the bathroom. Oh Lord, and, it'll take you but, ten minutes yeah, longer to listen, get out. I walked of, of the Texas State and. Uh, you know, first of all, their concourses were much narrower than ours, right? And they their concession lines were outrageous, mm-hmm. right? But that's that's what happens. But they know? don't care because it's they're 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 entrenched in this yes. sort of magical environment that yeah, is college right. sports. You know, but but come and have a great time. You know, this community does so much in that space already. Whether it's the tens of thousands of people who will line up for a Mardi Gras parade. After parade, after parade, or people who will go to Mardi Gras balls, right? Or, you know, music festivals, that stuff. Just just look at it. It's a football festival. Mm-hmm. Treat home football games as a festival. Come, have a great time. Interact with people. I go back to, look, if you want to come on a whim and just be totally unprepared, you get you a $12.50 ticket through the McDonald's four-pack, right, plus a free food. You go park across the street at no cost. You don't want to mess with tailgating setups or, or products. Come right over and inside Rousseau Park, it's a community tailgate. You can buy your beer and concessions right there, right? Sit around, walk around, have a great time. Music's playing, bounce houses, face painting, all that stuff for the kids, right? You, I mean, it, it's, just, it's a, it's a walk-up delight. And I don't know what more, you know, that you can do because, when again, you think of these other events, music festivals, you're walking around, having a good time, talking to people, drinking your favorite sauce. What right? makes the festival special more than anything? Well, the music helps, but it's the people. It's the, the environment. Yeah, it's the people that that's make right. the environment. When they when you show up, it's it's a really great time, and that's all we're asking. Because again, backyard, it isn't. An, you, you can come, spend some a little bit of money, right? It's going to take a little bit of money. We got that, but you, we we spend our money anyway on something else. But it's also an investment because again, as this program thrives there will be a ripple effect from an economic standpoint for our entire community. Dr. Brian Maggard, Intercollegiate Director of Athletics and External Affairs, our guest here on the great – I don't even have to look it up anymore. Did I say it right? Intercollegiate Director of Athletics and External Affairs. Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics. Vice President, God dog it. But you know what? You can refer to me as Director of Athletics, was I, was AD. I, I, is that Nico's matter. title? I can't. He would be a Deputy AD for Deputy External. Yes. He, he, it's his fault. He did well, the it's, External You're thing. just trying to blend him. Vice I. President of Intercollegiate Athletics. We'll just call him the Athletic Director. Dr. Maggard uh, has been our guest. Um, master Encouraged. Um, don't be dumb. Be smart with everything, but have fun. Get out there and um, looking forward to it tomorrow and just the weather, man. Oh my gosh, it's it, going to be beautiful when those I, I, under the lights, no humidity, very comfortable. And if you really want, you know, a, a fan friendly beverage, two dollar Natty Light cans. Two dollars. That's that? nice. How's that? That's it's real nice. How's that? Especially for those of us who like Natty Light. For those that are of drinking age, cold beer. 
That's right. On a Saturday night with perfect weather That's right. in college football. Um, and uh, and a team coming in that could use some support as well um, with what Nickel State's right. doing. And, That's right. Um, it, it's going to be a... Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah. It's gonna be fun, Doctor Maggard. We will uh, we will see you tomorrow. In the meantime, before we leave, is there anything else you want to add? I would just say this. You know, one uh, to your point. Those of you who are listening, you are the choir. That's exactly right. Please take this message and amplify it to those who don't. Grab a friend. Grab somebody who doesn't normally go and, and get them involved. Because I do think once people come and experience, they're going to like what they see and, and they'll come back. As important, next Thursday night is our next home game. That is on ESPN, the flagship, 85 million households. We need a full stadium. That shows America what Louisiana football is about. And trust me, in this grand scheme of landscape and all that, that stuff matters. That matters. All right. That is uh, Dr. Maggard. We'll talk to you, my friend. Appreciate you coming by. Thank you much. All right. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll look at some college football lines from around the country. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN 14. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. Good talking to Dr. Maggard. College football. A couple of notable lines to keep an eye on. Florida minus 28 and a half against South Florida. And I'll tell you, take the Gators. Take the Gators to cover. I don't care that it's on the road. Florida wants to make a statement. They want to get as many points as possible before they play Alabama. Oh, they're looking ahead. I'm just telling you, they're going to try to run up the score. They're going to try to run up the score. Virginia minus 10.5 against Illinois. Oh, Illinois beat Nebraska. Did you see what Illinois did last week? No. Virginia wins. Virginia covers. Uh, Other lines for you. App State plus 9 at Miami. (sighs) Ah. Money lines plus 260 on app. A lot of people looking at the Mountaineers. Oh, did you see what happened to Miami last week? Look out, Miami. They got crushed. They're not all that good. No, it's because it was Alabama. Miami wins, Miami covers. They do. Lastly, 
Utah, minus seven at BYU. On the road, that's a tough spot. Utah wins. Utah covers. If you missed any of today's show, we'll have it up for you on demand. Great Scott Show podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, my conversation with Gus Cattengale, listeners with Dr. Maggard. A lot of good insight in there when it came to conference realignment. If you missed that, you don't want to go back and listen to it. Of course, plenty about tomorrow's game. Have a great weekend, everybody. Maybe I'll see some of you out tomorrow around Cajun Field. Tonight, high school football, baby. We got St. Martinville at New Iberia. Mike Bernard, they call him the bandit. That's Aaron here on ESPN 1420 and all our streaming platforms. Acadiana against Catholic of Baton Rouge on Classic Rock 105.1. Ascension Episcopal against Catholic of Point Capi on Talk Radio 960. And Turlings against Como on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Saints on Sunday, baby. Pre-gaming is at one. You can hear the radio call right here on ESPN 1420. Have a great one, everybody. Greenies next. It's ESPN 1420. Tops take it to Brad Topham. The lock-in from 3 to 6. Norman Lynn. High school football after that. It's Friday. It's football season. And it is magnificent weather. Love you guys. Biggest selection from the back section. Anybody rocking? Not perfection. Don't slip. And let your spine.